politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Texas Governor Greg Abbott just wrapped up a press conference along with Border Patrol agents. I will give you the lowdown. President Biden spoke before the U.N. today. Also, Chase reporters out of the room. Get out. Don't you dare think I'm going to answer any questions. And the Taliban, the new arsenal of U.S. gear. Fox News showing an exclusive look at all their new toys. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. First uh, question is, uh, will Daniel Craig ever work again? After the soon-to-be former James Bond says James Bond should not be a woman. (gasps) This might be the end of Daniel Craig as we know him. But then again, he has money, so what does he care? He said he'd rather he'd rather see uh, other roles made for women rather than just taking James Bond and making James Bond uh, a woman. He said, why should a woman play James Bond when there should be just as good as James Bond, but for a woman? A part just as good. That's a good point. But he's still going to be canceled. I don't even think I, sh- I, sh- I could say this publicly. I don't think I could read his comments publicly. I might be canceled. His comments echo those of franchises producer Barbara Broccoli 61, who told Variety in 2020 that James Bond can be of any color, but he is a male. She said she'd rather write new characters specifically for women rather than make the iconic lead role a woman. I, you, the, the, the pushback from the woke left over this is going, is going to be amazing. Uh, online dating coach charges $10,000. I should do this if this radio thing doesn't work out. I could do this because, you know, I met my wife on eHarmony. So I can, I, can, I can help you. I can help anybody with this. That's what I can do. That's uh, certainly something that I can help out with. Anyway, this woman, she's a 52-year-old divorced mom, lives in the West Village of New York. She launched her on-demand dating coach service called Love Amy. She ditched her career in public relations, which was successful, but she's, her business has taken up 200% increase since the COVID-19 pandemic. Maybe I'll help with this. Maybe I can, I can be a coach. Her $10,000 price tag, oof. Ten thousand—that's her price tag for. Wow. Anyway, she uh, she she basically helps them with fill out the questionnaires. I guess I don't really know, but it seems like something anybody could do. She logs onto her clients' dating accounts, communicating with matches as them in order to start the banter and the flirting. Noting she has her pupils' permission to temporarily occupy their Hinge or Bumble profiles. How about that? She'll go online as her clients using a collection of iPads dedicated to each person. She usually has 8 to 10 at a time, ranging in age from 25 to 80. Look at that. I don't know. Could be a new uh, venture here. And by the way, if you're looking for a dating tip, she has a four-point checklist. But you'll have to pay her 10 grand to get access to it. All right, so let's turn our attention, shall we, to Texas and what's going on there in Texas. Uh, Once again, we have a situation where the border is an absolute mess. And the situation is a crisis point. So Texas is now saying they're going to do something about it. They're tired of Texas being overrun by migrants at the southern border. They're tired of Texas looking like a third world country. They're going to do something about it. So Texas Governor Greg Abbott said that the Biden administration has been promoting and allowing these policies to occur. And this is a major problem for them. Obviously, you just have to turn on the television and see that. You can see it every day, the minute you turn on the television. Be able to address this challenge. But let me let me start by making a point about the challenge that we're dealing with. 
we need to understand that if you go back a year ago, President Biden campaigned on having open borders in the United States. I'm sure most people, when they, they heard of President Biden, either when he was as a candidate or as president, talk about open borders, they had no idea it would lead to the type of chaos that we witnessed just behind me for day after day after day. Contrary to what Kamala Harris talked about, about trying to solve this problem in the Northern Triangle, what the world is witnessing now is the open border policies that are being utilized by the Biden administration. It attracts people from across the entire globe, including people coming from more than 150 different countries. And when you have an administration that is not enforcing the law in this country, when you have an administration that has abandoned any pretense of securing the border and securing our sovereignty, you see the onrush of people like what we saw walking across this dam that is right behind me. Well, because the Biden administration is doing nothing to secure our border, because the Biden administration has been promoting and allowing open border policies, it has been the state of Texas that had to step up and address this challenge and work with the local mayor, the, the local county judge, and the local sheriff to accomplish several things. One of our primary goals, obviously, was to assist local officials in making sure... You know, the, uh, the, the situation is getting so bad that Texas is dealing with it from a security perspective. And again, it's the federal government supposed to deal with the borders. But this is not what's happening here. By the way, Biden today did not really address this once again. And he told the world today, climate change is a code red emergency. I, I don't know about you, but I think that the open border with people potentially bringing in different variants of COVID-19, to me, that's a it's a much graver threat, a present danger than climate change really is. I think it's a much graver challenge. It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. So uh, Brandon Judd, who's the uh, Border Patrol guy, he spoke as, uh, as well today. And I, I, I just I look at what's happening down there and I think to myself, thank God we don't live down there. But at the same time, whatever variants come into this country, they're going to make their way up here. They'll make their way anywhere. And this is an existential threat right now to this country. And yes, Biden did campaign on this. Governor Greg Abbott is right. Biden did campaign on open borders. This is 100% Biden's fault. In fact, when Biden was going to keep the refugee cap at 15,000, the progressives got so angry at him that that's why he raised it to 125,000 yesterday during the show, as a matter of fact, during the podcast. And now we're at a situation where the progressives, you notice how quiet they all are? You, they're always yapping about something. AOC, she's always going on Instagram and yapping about something. Notice how quiet they are about the border situation. You know why? Because they don't want this to be fixed. That's the little secret here. And Kamala Harris knows she needs their votes. So she's not really going to do anything about it either. She's she's the, uh, the border czar in name only. Where is she today? Has anybody seen her? I think she might be going on The View. Oh, Thurs oh Thursday, yes. Thursday is her big view appearance. We'll all be excited for that. This is what the uh, head of the Border Patrol Agents Union said today, Brandon Judd. I like this guy. He's a smart guy. Operations to criminal cartels. The administration knew this was coming. On June 17th, they were warned. On June 17th, they were told to construct a temporary outdoor processing site similar to what we have in under the Ansel Duas Bridge Imagine that. in McAllen, Texas. They ignored it. They ignored the they warnings. Ignored it. And then we started to see 
larger and larger groups coming underneath the bridge and congregating to the point that we're here now. Had we have taken the proper steps, we wouldn't be discussing this right now today. But because we are, Texas has been stressed. You imagine that, that they, they, they warned the administration what was coming and what needed to happen and a temporary structure that could have been built that could have prevented this and it was ignored, it was completely ignored. Unbelievable. The Border Patrol has been stressed. ICE has been stressed. The National Guard has been stressed. There are solutions to this problem. And what you see underneath the bridge, that is not humane. The Biden administration promised that they would have a humane process. That is not humane. It is humane to properly enforce our laws. It is humane to not just give lip service to an issue, but to actually follow it up with actions. That's what we haven't seen. Yeah, and they're not going to see it anyway, because again, the, the progressives don't think there's a problem going on here. If anything, it's the treatment of the migrants on the ground in Texas. That's the problem. That's the issue for them. So Biden today turned to the uh, United Nations and, of course, again, climate change is the greatest threat facing the entire world again, as usual. It's it's so boring that this is what happens. And uh, listen to a little bit of the president's fear mongering today from in front of the United Nations. A divisive. This is a decisive decade for our world. While the president urges action on climate change. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the clear and urgent choice that we face here at the dawning of what must be a decisive decade for our world. A decade that will quite literally determine our futures. As a global community, we're challenged by urgent and looming crises, wherein lie enormous opportunities, if, if we can summon the will and resolve to seize these opportunities. Will we work together to save lives, defeat COVID-19 everywhere, and take the necessary steps to prepare ourselves for the next pandemic, for there will be another one? Or will we fail to harness the tools at our disposal as the more virulent and dangerous variants take hold? Virulent. Will we meet the threat of challenging climate, the challenging climate we're all feeling, already ravaging every part of our world with extreme weather? By the way, do you notice something about uh, both climate and also the pandemic and the variants? Who's Biden not mentioning that might be responsible for all this? China, ding, 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 China. Uh, Joe Biden will not hold China accountable. Not on the world stage, not here at home. He just will not. He just refuses to do so. So he's going to warn of all this doom and gloom and not call out the world's biggest offender of pollution, China. And he's going to warn of the pandemic and not call out China for what they did to the world by unleashing this pandemic and then lying about it. This is the problem. This is why people don't take him seriously and they think that everything he's saying is just a bunch of platitudes. And you hear this and you think that people are shaking their heads going, is nobody responsible for anything in the world in your eyes, Mr. President? From the Taliban to China, is nobody responsible for anything? So all these existential threats as if nobody could ever be behind them, right? Or will we suffer the merciless march of ever worsening droughts and floods, more intense fires and hurricanes, Longer heat waves, Mr. Chipper and rising here. seas. Yeah, Mr. Chipper, with, with the sunny optimism, we're all going to die. 
We're all going to die. Everything's going to die. It's over. We're all going to burn. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's amazing. So Biden did not call out China today on anything, did not hold China accountable for anything. And that's amazing, really, isn't it, when you think about it? Because China is so at fault among uh, in the world for these two things, climate change and the global pandemic. And yet Biden acts like it's just simply not something that is ever happening. He discussed the accountability over COVID, failed to mention communist China's lies over the cover, excuse me, COVID origins. And tomorrow at the U.S. hosted Global 19, COVID-19 Summit, I'll be announcing additional commitments as we seek to advance the fight against COVID-19 and hold ourselves accountable. Us accountable. On our specific targets. Right. Yeah. We'll be accountable, but ch- not China. Don't you worry about that. Not China. Don't worry about that. Now, listen, here's the other thing, too, you got to note from uh, from yesterday. Biden does not like questions. Don't you ask him questions. All right. He does not like it when that's happening. They don't like it. All right. Uh, oh, you know, by the way, speaking of China, do you remember I played this clip for you last week of uh, Nancy Pelosi? What, remember this? This was this was the the vampiric one going on about how awful China. Yes, the genocide, the Uyghurs, but the biggest issue is still climate. And that's why it has to it has to take priority over everything. Do you remember this? The vampiric one going on about how long that she was going. She's been there for a long, 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 really long, long, long time. Super long time. And she knows China very, very well. From years of swatting around the various dynasties of China. This is what she said. felt connected to China. But with their military aggression in the South China Sea, with their continuation of genocide with the Uyghurs in uh, Shenzhen uh, province there with their violation of the cultural, linguistic, religious uh, priority of, of Tibet, uh, with their suppression of democracy in Hong Kong and other parts of China as well. Uh, they're just getting worse in terms of suppression and freedom of speech so that Militarily, but, so but human rights. Give us a, security, come on, human rights, security. But having said all, having of that, said all that, again, I go back and forth to China. I've been there a number of times. Many, Sometimes many times. I'm considered the most unpopular person in China. Sometimes the most unpopular American in China. See, she was there before, which I wear with a badge of honor. America. Because, and again, I have my relationships there because we've been fighting a long time. They've been fighting a long the, time. Um, Pelosi and but China. we have to work together on climate. Climate is an overriding issue. And China is the leading emitter in the world, U.S. too. See? Developed world too. See? But we China, must- so climate change, so all those bad things that China's done, Nancy Pelosi has been the worst person in China because long before the United States was established, she was just a bad person. Now she's a bad American in her eyes. But that's what I mean. She's been there a very, very long time. But there you go. I mean, that's that's it. We're not going to hold China accountable on the world stage. There was this part today during the speech where Biden said, "I'm not going to play it for you. It's 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 just it's annoying." He says, "America is ready to def- to defend our friends, allies against aggressors." That's what he said, as as with a straight face, as we just abandoned so many of our allies in Afghanistan. We estimate that there might be as many as ten thousand, maybe more, of the special immigrant visa applicants. Those are the people that fought side by side with us, still on the ground, still on the ground. And now the Biden administration thinks it can still partner with the Taliban on getting them out. Yeah, no, it's true. They still believe that. 
And then if you think about this too, from that perspective, when Biden turns around and says, he talks to the, to the UN Security Council today he, he, about this resolution. He wants them to have a resolution calling on the Taliban to respect women's rights. Could you imagine that the, that the Taliban is going to listen to the United Nations and take their resolution? You think the Taliban gives a damn about a UN resolution? Of course not. They don't give a damn about a UN resolution. They, they laugh in the face of it. There's nothing about a UN resolution that intimidates them in any way, shape, or form. In, in any way, shape, or form. And so for the Taliban's perspective, you pass whatever resolution you want. Pass whatever resolution you want. It doesn't matter to them. Do whatever you want to do. But don't think for a second the Taliban's going to comply with that. That's, a, that's really, really remarkable. Uh, Joe Biden today, he did not take questions again. He just chased everybody out of the room. You notice that about Biden when, when he does that? He just does not like questions. What do you think it is? You think it's just if they're, he's just not ready to answer it because they haven't told him what to say yet? Probably that's what it would probably be, I would imagine. They haven't told him what to say yet, and so because of that now, he doesn't know what to say. So then, th- then he just sits there, and then they just go, all right, everybody out, everybody out, get out, get out. But mainly it's just people yelling at everybody. I love it. Thank you. Get out, everybody. Get out. Get the hell out before he hears one of your questions and tries to answer it. Get out. Oh, mention how I, I, I mentioned to you last week how China uh, is, uh, we're now getting some more information about it, the earliest days of the pandemic from 2019, as a matter of fact, and some more of the lies coming out of China. Do you remember Facebook banning you from talking about this on social media? You remember that? A lot of you might have been discussing it. I was discussing it. And then there was a story in the Wall Street Journal about how Facebook was giving certain people basically a, uh, a different set of rules. The rules for you and rules for them. So if you happen to be a very, very important person, then you had different rules. And, and, and then important people would not find their content to be censored. So what would happen is that this X-Check program, they, they could say whatever they wanted and nobody would ever censor them. So that's why you'd have some celebrities going on there and saying some really wacky stuff. And you go, I don't, I don't, if I said this, I'd be banned. How are they allowed to say it? That's how. Because Facebook wants influencers on there. They want famous people on there. Well, they just announced that they're going to launch a review of the X-Check system because the Wall Street Journal has done an amazing job of exposing all of Facebook's lives. For example, lies. For example, Facebook knew that Instagram was harmful to young women's self-esteem. They didn't care. They didn't do anything about it. They, they knew about it. They knew that they were censoring people at the same time, giving a pass to certain important people while claiming to the world they support freedom of speech. There's so many lies that Facebook did. And at the same time, of course, former President Trump still to this day banned from Facebook. And meanwhile, they were allowing celebrities and other people to say whatever they wanted. Say whatever. You could say anything you wanted. That's what's happening. Colleges have some of the craziest COVID-19 restrictions of all time. It's nuts. You want to hear about what Brown University is doing, by the way? Brown University, which is a very expensive school, where the population there, the campus population is required to be vaccinated. But this is what they have now. This is some of the, the, the rules that they, they have. Students are forbidden to gather in groups of more than five, whether indoors or outdoors. These are college students. These are adults. They are no longer permitted to eat in the cafeteria. They must instead pick up their meals and eat elsewhere. They must keep a mask on at all other times. They can't go out to eat at bars or restaurants. That is strictly forbidden, not allowed. The university does not want students to mingle with anyone from outside the campus. 
So they don't want them making new friends. And they say, quote, students are expected to consistently engage with the same social group rather than attending or hopping among multiple small group gatherings over the course of a day or a short period of time. And they'll be tested every four days. Tested every four days. Vaccinations are a requirement. You don't have a lot of elderly and firm people there. You, you don't have a lot of people with uh, where you'd really find that there'd be a huge death rate. This is not going to be the kind of threat of mass death, crowded hospitals, nothing like that. Young, healthy people on college campuses in a vaccinated environment, they still cannot gather in groups of more than five. Another question becomes, how do you think this is going to be when these soon-to-be leaders are now leaders? Remember, young people recently were asked a question of what they think about all these COVID-19 restrictions. And instead of turning around and saying that they find them to be authoritarian, they turn around and go, well, I think they're protecting our health. No, they really said that. It's like you ask students about freedom of speech and what do they turn around? They don't, they, they don't tell you that, no, it has to be vigorously defended. When you ask college students on college campuses about freedom of speech, they tell you that, oh, no, things like hate speech and other things should be banned. It's true. So now you understand why they're beginning to mask children as early as two years old. There, there's no scientific basis for it. And it's literally against the World Health Organization's recommendations, their guidance. The guidance of the World Health Organization says you should not put a mask on a kid who's younger than six. And yet, that's exactly what's happening. I, I, I mentioned this morning on the show, the breaking news, that Governor Phil Murphy has announced that for New Jersey daycare centers. So little two-year-olds and three-year-olds, babies, little babies, in, in daycare centers where the staff are all vaccinated are going to have to wear masks now. Now, listen, if, if you're a parent, you want to put a mask on your kid because you're afraid, then knock yourself out. But the mandate is ridiculous. First of all, I think it's child abuse anyway. Whether you do it voluntarily or not, I personally think it's child abuse. But what is the scientific basis for it? Little kids, despite all the hysteria, are not dropping dead of COVID-19. They're just not. When you look at the data from this entire pandemic, the, the entire thing, going through the, the, the whole pandemic and looking at the number of cases, looking at the people who have been affected by it, using CDC counts, a total of 154 kids, ages 5 to 14, have died in the entire 18-month pandemic. And, and, and when you get below five, the, the numbers are, it's, they, they barely exist. That's how, that's how low the numbers are. And of that five to 14 age group, it's the older kids that have died. And that was early on in the pandemic and they had preexisting can, conditions. And it's very sad, of course, but 145 in 18 months, how many, how many kids have died of other things in this 18 month pandemic period? But we are not following science. What we do is we scare people. And of course, we want to train them when they're young because that's something that the left loves to do is to make sure that everybody falls in line and is a good citizen. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So have you heard about the fugazi of the Border Patrol agents with whips whipping people on the southern border? You've heard that, right? Did you know that they carry whips? I didn't either. Who knew? Oh, uh, actually, they don't. It's a fugazi. They don't carry whips. How many times have we heard this before? A shoelace in a tree was a noose until it wasn't. The, uh, the, the, the receipt at the restaurant was a hate crime until it wasn't. I mean, on and on it goes. We've heard this so many times. The new one is there was a picture of a Border Patrol agent and the reins on the, on the horse, which are used to operate the horse, ride the horse. I don't know the exact term. I'm not, a, I'm not an equestrian kind of a guy. But anyway, so this is what happened. And, uh, and then everybody went with it and ran with this. A humanitarian crisis at the border. The left went crazy. I've told you before, the only thing the left is upset about at the border is that everybody's not being allowed to stay. That's the only reason that they're upset. If they're upset about anything, it's that. 
That's the only thing they're upset about, that not everybody's being allowed to stay. So this is what happened when a Democrat member of Congress went with the same lie. And uh, I'm sorry, it was a CNN host who went with the same lie. It actually had to be corrected by a Democrat member of Congress named Representative Henry uh, Kular. Good for him for correcting him. But what a shame that it's come to this, that people in journalism just put these narratives, push these lies, push these narratives. And, and it's, it's because they do the bidding of the left. They do the left's agenda. They do the left's dirty work. They carry the left's water and they push their narrative and push their agenda. This is a CNN guy. Theoretically, CNN should have investigated this and should be correcting the congressman, not the other way around. I mean, think about this. In a perfect world, the the CNN news guy should be correcting the congressman and saying, Congressman, you have your facts wrong. Instead, the congressman has to correct the CNN news guy saying, uh, hey, news guy, with air quotes, you have your facts wrong. Listen to this exchange. All the people that live there are down on the border. Mm-hmm. And we have heard from the mayor of Del Rio, who says that it's beyond crisis there. Let me ask you about some of the, the images we're seeing of um, border guards on horseback um, uh, chasing or charging migrants on these horses. Uh, at least one appears to use uh, uh, what looks like a rope or a lasso. Uh, these are Haitians who have crossed into Mexico to buy food and ice because that's running out under the bridge and then cross back. Um, wh- what's your reaction to what you're seeing here? Well, you know, certainly we got to make sure we treat all the um, uh, immigrants with respect and dignity. Uh, but I will say this, uh, Border Patrol has had those horse uh, brigades for a while. They've had them for a while, uh, number one. Number two, they don't carry whips and they do not carry lassos. I think the picture you're talking about, at least the one I've seen, is uh, the rain, the rain of the horses. Uh, so but should those again, be used? Should those well, be used I, I, even if there's used. a rain? Well, uh, again, if there was a problem, it should be invested. See what I mean? The CNN guy. Well, then should those be used? They weren't used. That's the thing. They weren't used. You, you, you moron. But why? You're a journalist. Why are you not? He should be correcting you. I mean, vice versa. You should be correcting him. But you have no idea what you're talking about. All you did was basically see what Twitter said. And by the way, this is what Twitter said about it, just so you know how this how this works, right? Here we go. So Twitter said the following about this, all the crazy people that went on Twitter and said this. Uh, AOC, it doesn't matter if a Democrat or Republican is president. Our immigration system is designed for cruelty towards uh, and the dehumanization of immigrants. Immigration should not be a crime, and its criminalization is a relatively recent invention. This is a stain on our country. I told you. The only thing they're upset about is that not everybody's being allowed to stay. That's the only thing they're upset about. And then she retweeted the lie that Border Patrol uh, was whipping people. And, and, and more, I mean, it went on and on. Joy Reid pushed it on the readout. Joy Reid saying this is beyond repulsive. Are these images from 2021 or 1851? The guy wasn't whipping anybody. The, it, it, he was he had the guy by the shirt. You can clearly see the Border Patrol agent is holding the, the illegal immigrant by the shirt and the rein of the horse is down but it did the, the facts don't matter anymore it's about narratives it's about pushing narratives you understand that i know you understand that you're a very smart guy so so here you have the the congressman the democrat congressman from texas having to explain that no border patrol agents are not whipping people get it and i think that's it but we cannot paint uh the border patrol with the same type of paintbrush uh look you know they, they what are they supposed to do just stand there and let everybody come in uh you know they're supposed to be enforcing the the law 
but again, has to how you enforce does the law. You got to make sure you treat people with dignity and respect. Yeah, but does the, enforcing the law require what you're seeing there? It's not. Is that well, the way again, that people should it, be treated? Yeah. Uh, again, uh, there will, that incident will be looked at. But again, that's not a whip. That is not a lasso. They do not carry that. That seems to be the reins and uh, the from uh, from the horse itself. You're creating a distinction between swinging a, a, a rein at, at someone versus oh. a whip. Um, I don't know that, as we heard from the White House, that they make that distinction. Uh, let me ask you about um, all the other elements that are happening. Okay, first of all, the guy wasn't swinging his horse rein at the guy. This is amazing that this happened. I mean, isn't this amazing how this works? The narrative that's pushed. I, I'll tell you what. I I, I am I, it never ceases to amaze you. Chuck Schumer got it in the action too. Chuck Schumer got it in the action. The Senate Majority Leader, just to show you how far the left has gone when it comes to open borders. The only thing he's upset about is the treatment of the people at the border, who, by all accounts, whatever humanitarian crisis is happening, as the head of the Border Patrol agent said before, it is happening as a result of this border crisis that the administration is allowing to happen. That's why there's a humanitarian crisis. But, but this is what Chuck Schumer said. Listen to him going with the lie as well. Come on. Come on, Chucky, play it. Let's go. Come, Chuck, why you want to be shy? Come on, Schumer, let's go. Here we go. And finally on Haiti. Mr. President, we've all seen these horrible images coming from our southern border. As Haitian asylum seekers simply looking for f- to escape tyranny and the problems that they have sought have been met at our doorstep with unimaginable dignity. Images of Haitian migrants being hit with whips and other forms of physical violence is completely unacceptable. This behavior must be addressed and we must provide accountability. The images turn your stomach. It must be stopped, this kind of violence. Right now, I'm told there are four flights scheduled to deport these asylum seekers back to a country that cannot receive them. Such a decision defies common sense it also defies common decency and what America is all about. Remember that harbor, that lady in the harbor. That lady in, in the, the harbor. city in which I live. The lady in the so harbor. I President Biden. I thought she's underwater by now because of climate change. To immediately put no? a stop to these expulsions See? and to end this Title 42 policy at our southern border. Okay, do you know what the Title 42 policy is? That's the one that Jen Psaki invoked to say that we are using Title 42 to expel people. That's because of the global pandemic. So, so you see now the, the, the senator of New York State, the majority leader, does not believe that people should be expelled even in the middle of a global pandemic, despite the fact that they may be, be, may be bringing variants and everything else that they may be bringing with them. He doesn't believe they should be expelled using Title 42. So he doesn't even want public health to be an issue. He doesn't want anybody expelled. He, everybody should be allowed to say, this is what I mean about Democrats. They are all in on open borders. Everybody gets to stay. Everybody. That we cannot continue these hateful and xenophobic Trump policies that disregard our refugee laws. We must allow asylum seekers to present their claims. Oh, shut up. All right, now uh, the Lester Cuomo got in the action too. Remember, again, this is another CNN guy. This is supposed to be a journalist. This is supposed to be a guy who, who is, who is uh, on TV, although we clearly know that the Lester Cuomo is the lesser journalist, no doubt about it. I know I get asked a question all the time. Rich, considering that his brother is now the disgraced former governor of New York, do you think that he's the lesser Cuomo and not Chris? 
I've thought about this. But the thing about it is that Andrew Cuomo still can have a political comeback, and he may, because Democrats are very forgiving on this stuff. <laughs> it's amazing how they are. The lesser will always be the lesser. That's just reality. There's nowhere else for him to go. I got nowhere else to go. Anyway, this is him pushing the same lie last night. We really are in the throes in this country of figuring out who we are and what we're about. And I was taken aback uh, by a single image that should make you pay attention to a problem. This one. There's a lot here. Yeah, as an image, to me it does smack of a bygone era of slavery. Aided by reports of people See? being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the reins, most likely. You may be drawn to the desperation of the man trying to escape. Others, in the desperation of keeping our borders safe, of what I believe the former president tried to depict as a brown menace at our border. So he's pushing the lie, too. Now you see it. Everybody is now pushing the lie. This is what they do. And they do this all the time. And the problem, of course, is that when you think about how quickly this becomes something that's viral on social media and everybody runs with it, it it, it doesn't change a damn thing when you immediately realize that didn't happen. Nobody, nobody turns around and goes, uh, you know what, this is wrong. Because they can push a narrative. They can push a narrative. And if they do that, then there you go. So now they'll use this to continue their narrative that the migrants are being mistreated. And the only answer to that is that they all get to stay. Now, how the political ramifications of this, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be. I imagine that the reality of the situation is going to be that people are going to be very upset. I mean, especially if, if, any, if any migrants bring in variants with them, if the illegal immigrants coming into this country illegally bring in variants, it's going to be a real problem. It's going to be a real problem for them. For Democrats, I mean, because they're going with this. Oh, you know what else, too? Do you remember the whole Hunter Biden thing during the, uh, the campaign? And uh, nobody was allowed to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. It was Russian disinformation. It was BS. It was a fugazi. Remember that whole thing? So the story was that there was a laptop that was found at a Delaware computer repair shop in October of 2020, right? So before the election happened. And um, nobody could talk about it. Facebook, Twitter, they censored it under the hacked email policy or some nonsense that they created out of thin air. And everybody went with its Russian disinformation. In fact, if you look at my Twitter account, at Rich Zioli, you will see that I have a pinned tweet to my account. You can take a tweet and pin it to the top of your profile if you like. I have this up here for a little while. I'll change it at some point. Anyway, the tweet that I have is I wrote, this is a reminder that people in power deliberately create misinformation to label something disinformation for political purposes. What I'm referring to is at the time, Jen Psaki tweeting out, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former, former intel officials say. So what happened is they got about 50 former intelligence officials who all hated Trump to come together and sign a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Okay? Jen Psaki ran with it. The tweet is still up there. Everybody ran with it. Russian disinformation. They, now, that, what, what that, doing that, by the way, writing that letter, was creating disinformation. Well, Politico's Ben Schreckinger today said that a source corroborated several of Hunter Biden's emails, including one believed to suggest that giving his father, President Joe Biden, equity in a Chinese company. Quote, a person who had independent access 
Hunter Biden's emails confirmed he did receive a 2015 email from a Ukrainian businessman thanking him for the chance to meet Joe Biden. Politico is citing Schreckinger's new book, which released today. It's called The Bidens, Inside the Family's 50-Year Rise to Power. The same goes for a 2017 email in which a proposed equity breakdown of a venture with the Chinese energy executive includes the line, 10 held by H for the big guy, question mark. Now, what the 10 is could be could be referring to $10,000 or $10 million, I don't know, uh, held by H being Hunter and the big guy being President Biden. Politico said the source recalled seeing both emails, but was not in a position to compare the leaked emails word for word to the originals. The emails have been a source of contention since the New York Post published copies of them, including the equity email in an October 15 report just weeks before the presidential election. The emails were said to have been obtained from a damaged laptop the president's son left at a computer repair store in Delaware, which quickly then was labeled misinformation. So there you go. A political reporter confirming that the emails are true and what's being said in the emails are also true as well. I know. Craziness, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy times for us to believe that Hunter Biden might have actually been engaging and using his dad to promote himself to be able to make lots and lots of money. Amazing. I know you're just as shocked as I am. We're all shocked by this. I'll tell you something. Uh, if you voted for Joe Biden, you're probably having major regrets right now. Don't you think? I, th- I think you're probably having major regrets. And you may not have liked Trump. But do you like what's happening right now? I drove by today at a gas station. It was three fifty a gallon. What is happening? Three fifty a gallon. I'll tell you. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's making me not want to drive anywhere. But I also don't want to fly anywhere either because I don't get duct taped to a seat. So I'm just saying. You know the uh, the Met Gala that happened. Uh, the same thing that happened at the Met Gala was the same thing that happened, if you remember, at the uh, Emmys last night. Do you know what the Emmys were? The, this is what happened at the Emmys when uh, nobody at the Emmys was wearing masks except for the, the servants, the the, serm, the servants, the, the lowlifes, the lowly people. And all the celebrities, all the exalted celebrities, uh, all maskless, in, in violation of L.A.'s indoor mask mandate as i told you yesterday on the podcast but remember la has an exemption for mask mandates indoors when they are celebrities or they're doing film and entertainment because clearly covid doesn't spread when there's a covid exemption covid knows better covid starts to spread and then it goes oh oh there's an exemption oh well there you go so on Friday, uh, HBO's real-time host Bill Maher reacted to pictures of the Met Gala showing servers at the event wearing masks but not the attendees And he said, it's not liberal to do this. It's not liberal to make the servants, the lowly servants. I'm not going to play. You know what I'm going to play? I don't know how to beep. And he drops a lot of F-bombs. And I just don't. If you got the kids in the car or something like that, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that. But he, but he, because he does. He drops a lot. And they're funny. But again, I don't know if you have the kids in the car. You're picking them up from school or whatever or going out to eat. Although, why? Why They must be bored to tears listening to this. Actually, that's not true. My friend, my friend was saying the other day that her kids love it. They love the podcast. And uh, my friend who I saw at the pool recently, well, Miriam, Miriam Minitti. I'm not Minitti, but Miriam, Tony Minitti's uh, sister. Remember, they're good friends, great sponsors of the show, my radio show. And Miriam, who's Tony's sister, was saying that her son loves it. Listens, They listen every morning. It's very educational for the kids. I appreciate that. That's great. 
So please subscribe and like the podcast. But I can't play what Mars said because it, it, drops, it just drops a lot of F-bombs. And, and I don't know. But his point, though, is very, is very clear. Why is it liberal for liberals to make only the servants wear masks? When did that become liberal is the question. How did, how did, how did that get to a point of liberalism where that's acceptable? I don't understand that. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really understand. Uh, let me make this point too when it comes to, um, to liberals here. Uh, <clears throat> when you think about the hypocrisy that's on full display, it's something like the Met or the Emmys or something like this, and then your kids have to wear masks in school or two-year-olds have to wear masks in daycare, which is the new rule. Does that not make your blood boil? Because I got to tell you, as a dad, it freaking makes me so angry. It makes me so angry when that happens. When I see that, I see these hypocrites walking around breaking all their mask ordinances. It's why it's the same situation with that hypocritical mayor in San Francisco. Because that hypocritical mayor, she has all the reasons in the world why she can break her own mask rules. And meanwhile, we're going to start masking two-year-olds. Two-year-olds in New Jersey right now. It's child abuse is what it is. It's absolutely child abuse. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Kamala Harris just got into the lie, too. Kamala Harris just got in on the, on the big lie about, uh, about people on horseback. Oh, man, this is unbelievable. Well, at least the vice president's been found. You can call off the missing persons file here. Kamala Harris also going with the lie that people are being whipped by Border Patrol. You see what the left does, how they run with these narratives? This is amazing. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, But human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. The whole point is that we have to understand Haiti I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much. Okay, I, listen, my heart breaks for them. But can, can we talk about the fact that you're lying about the Border Patrol agents whipping people? Can we, can we just talk about that for a moment? All right, I got to go. I got an event in the, uh, in the big city tonight. But I'll give you more on Joe Biden tomorrow. I mean, basically, it's like this. Uh, he said something about terrorism today where he said, uh, we're always going to make sure that we deal with terrorism. Uh, and we're going to pass a resolution to make sure that the Taliban respects women's rights. And the Taliban went, <laughs> no, really, that's what the Taliban did. They started cracking up over both of those things because they don't think Joe Biden's going to do a damn thing about terrorism. They certainly don't think Joe Biden's going to do a damn thing about, uh, about women's rights and holding them accountable. And they don't think the UN is going to do anything. They're not intimidated by that at all. Biden does not project strength on the world stage. He doesn't. Projects absolute weakness. Have a great rest of your day today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's always fun hanging out together in the afternoon, giving you all the breaking news. And there's a lot of it today between Biden's speech and the big press conference on the border. You know more than anybody. So go out and brag to your friends about it. You know what I mean? You should take a victory lap. You're smarter than the average bear. That's right. Good for you. Really, thank you for listening. Rate the show. Like it if you would. Share it. Have a great day.